letter from David and it go crazy. I was born on the South Side. I was raised on the South Side. Good days on the South Side. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're looking for some laughs, might I recommend the HBO Max series Southside? I gotta tell you, bad-ish news. Me and the Turnburn gotta head on down to the Evergreen Park stable. Someone's down there tagging horses, and the horses do not like it. Oh, uh, in that case, I might just hoof it. Horse killed a guy. Oh, God. It caved in the side of his head. How unhorsing it. Sweetie. It makes me saddle. No, don't. Come on, now. It's not funny. He had kids. I'll rein it in. Hey, it's for horses. <laughs> it's got it all. The comedy, hijinks, and insider references that only Chicagoans would catch that serve as an on-screen love letter to the city. It follows two friends on Chicago's South Side who work at a rent-to-own shop. And there's a whole cast of characters that bring into 3D what life is like in the Inglewood neighborhood. And season three of South Side drops on HBO Max this Thursday, December 8th. Joining us now are co-creators of the show, Bashir Salahuddin, Sultan Salahuddin, and co-creator Diallo Riddle. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for having me. Hey. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The energy. I love it. I love it. So for those... So for those we, were, who, we were bringing the NPR energy. You're you were know, bringing the NPR like, energy. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's that season three us. energy, for sure. <laughs> so for those who are unfamiliar with the show, Bashir, remind us how this idea came about. You know, Southside is a hard comedy uh, about the Southside of Chicago, but about Chicago in general, too. Uh, you know, Diallo and I had uh, knew we were, had been writers for many years. We knew we wanted to do a show about one of our hometowns. We tried to do a show in Atlanta that actually, uh, you know, it, it was sort of like picked up the series and then canceled before it aired, uh, which was kind of hilarious, um, only in retrospect, because uh, at the time it was devastating. Right. But then we had a, be- a beacon of light and that Sultan, who's on the call and is one of our creators, said, hey, man, I know you guys are looking to do a show. Our friend Quincy has worked at Renner Center for 10 years and his stories are hilarious. So we, we chatted with Quincy um, and then we ended up actually realizing not only can we do a really funny hard comedy about Chicago, but because Renner Center requires their staff to essentially go all over the city, it would allow us to do something which is really important to us, which is to actually make the city of Chicago a character mm-hmm. we get to meet so many of the folks who lived here. And so it really was kind of the, the, the perfect storm of, you know, great entry point, great idea, and then a bunch of folks, mostly from Chicago, really hungry to show the world how funny we could be. There once was an alderman, Gale, who served his constituents well. He's slutty and sneaky, wears dirty dashikis. <laughs> and I bet he ends up in jail. Hell no, she made him look ridiculous. Look dirty ass. Oh, and it all came off the top of the dome, y'all. All right, three cheers for Alan Gale. Hip, hip. Hooray! Hip, hip. Hooray! Hip, hip. Hooray! Thank you. Thank you, Kitty. Thank you. Kitty. I'll have you guys know this is a very, very clean dashiki. I got this at the part of Hyde Park that we all lovingly refer to as Little Africa. Man, don't nobody call it that. Well, and the show is is very local, right? And Southside is in the name. But what, what do you think, Diallo, that it is about the show that, that's resonating with folk who've just never been to Chicago? And I'm kind of asking you this on purpose because I know you're not from here. You're the, like the one person who's not from here. I'm the interloper. Here. Yes. I'm the interloper. <laughs> no, I, listen, I think that the reason why we love the show is in part because we feel like even though there's a very specific Chicagoness in almost every line of dialogue, there is something that's universally 
just I'll be honest, there's something universally black about the show. You know, like I have, you know, my family in Atlanta, they watch the show and they're like, oh, man, that's just like how, you know, they do things out in, in, in you know, in, in Riverdale, you know, which is a part of uh, which is a part of Atlanta. I just think that, you know, whether you're from South Philly, South Central L.A., South Bronx, <laughs> you can you can relate to South Side. You know what I'm saying? Like. There's just something that comes because, you know, Bashir grew up in a big black family. I grew up in a big black family. We're from various. I'm from the southwest uh, Atlanta. He's from the south side Chicago. Like there's a through line there. You know, like there's a lot of things that we all sort of go through, think it's funny. And I think all these communities are often used as, you know, political footballs to sort of say, oh, look at these terrible communities. Everybody's dying. It's a hellhole. It's a hellscape. Like, you know, that's the picture they try to paint. But then. You, you talk to people, you know, from my neighborhood, from Bashir's neighborhood, from other neighborhoods, and we love going home, and we love seeing the people from back home, and yeah. the people back home make us laugh, and I think that's one of the most beautiful things about Southside is we didn't go out and cast a whole bunch of Hollywood actors for this thing. We went out of our way to cast the people from back home who, you know, from Bashir's home to that make us laugh, you yeah. know what I mean? And so it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be somebody that, you know, necessarily grew up with, like, you know, we famously told the story about how the, the bus driver, when we were shooting a scene on a bus, was making us laugh. And we put him in front of the camera because it's those people from back home sometimes. You talk to a lot of these comedians, like, they'll just be like, hey, who's the funniest person you know? And they'll be like, it's not another stand-up. It's not like some writer in Hollywood. It's it's, it's this dude back home who's a mechanic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that's, that's the kind of show. I think that's why the show comes off as authentic, because you're not going to see a parade of people who were, you know, just on TV one last week, yeah. you know, as the killer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, don't diss the TV one, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we would be lucky to get the TV one killer on the show. <laughs> Honestly, we may not be able to afford that dude, but you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we, we we get the people who we think come across as authentically Chicago. Right, right. Well, you know, earlier this year, HBO Max it, it took a bunch of shows off of its platform. They even shelled the show Batgirl. So. Sultan, I wonder, were you guys looking at each other, maybe getting concerned at some point? What was going through your mind at that time? Well, while all that was happening, we were actually on production. And in the back of my mind, I was like, any day now, it could, it could the chopping blocks could come down. But I think, yeah, that was definitely on in my subconscious. But I, I, was, I was having such a good time and so focused on the show. You know, at this point, I'm like, we're playing with house money. We want to keep going. Let's just keep going and see what happens. So I'm, I'm grateful that we weren't, uh, the decision wasn't made to end our show. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I think I have that feeling at any point of the year because a lot of shows in the past, you know, they disappear and you have no reason or rhyme why they do. So, and it's part of, it's the nature of the business at times. And I think that that's something that you could always be concerned about, but the priority is to just like really make the show the best that we can make it while we have the opportunity to do so. So how'd you do that, Sultan? How, how are you keeping things fresh for season three? Well, um, I think it all starts in the writing room. I think that, you know, and I got to give a, I got to give this to Bashir as a showrunner. Like he really challenged us this year to raise the bar and to do, th- to, to take it a place that we have and, and not let us get uh, complacent in our, in, in the success that we've had so far. So I think mm-hmm. having a very strong uh, showrunner as well as everyone who showed up was eager to make this the best opportunity that we could, excuse me, the best season that we possibly could because no one knows the future i think that is what really drove us to this next level in season three yeah anything to add there bashir first off i love using uh corporate speak in the writer room because it's the <laughs> only time i get to say things like synergy and 
let's go ahead and push the envelope, kids. But no, <laughs> no. I think the time though, we really don't. I mean, we're not ordering right now. We never know when we're going to get another season. But we also, we also, all of us from Satan to Diallo, all of us, everybody who is in charge of that show has a personal story of some struggle, some sort of work career tragedy, something that didn't happen. So we go, hey, this is super special that we get to do this. Yep. Uh, we've never gotten to do this. Let's treat this as special as it is. And so yeah, we yeah. do leave no stone, we leave no stone unturned. I mean, you know, I think one thing people don't realize is that, you know, there's a very high bar for the performers on the show. And sometimes people are often surprised when they come to our set and go like, Whoa, you guys just did three takes in a row. Each take was super funny. Like, like, how do I jump into that world? But I think it's like, hey, everybody here really treats it like life or death because, yeah. I mean, come on, we get to make a hilarious comedy with our family and friends. How often does that happen? Absolutely. Please, Mrs. Gerby. I don't want to be the first person in my family to not go to college. I'll be a failure. There is nothing I can do. And why don't we just finish out the year and just go our separate ways? You failed everything? Yeah. Art? Yeah. P.E.? Yeah. Advanced calculus? I don't even know what that is, man. It's calculus and it's advanced. Duh. Hold on, partner. You don't need a college degree to be successful, even without a degree. You could be a CNA, a personal assistant, you can even get a food truck. Ain't that right, Miss Gervin? Hell yeah. From the trailer, I see Chance the Rapper makes an appearance. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's back this season. Uh, yeah, he is. He's, one, he's been one of our biggest advocates, and, you know, he <laughs> saw the show and loved it. And we literally happened to be looking for somebody, uh, uh, you know, to do this part. And it just all worked out. And so it's yeah. like, well, you know, we didn't even expect to have him be a part of it. And now he's an integral part of our world. And, and we're very grateful. Yeah. yeah. Well, Diallo, last season you had an episode about the Bud Billiken parade. This season, <laughs> another major Chicago event's going to make an appearance. I'm talking Lollapalooza, of course. Mm. Why did y'all want to make sure that this festival Ow. was included? Just because we, we think that, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to show the city for what the city is. You know what I mean? So, like... You know, by the way, I think I'm still a little bit sad that because of COVID, we didn't really get to do Bud Billiken the way that we wanted to. Like, I think that, you know, we we had some very big ideas for that parade and we we were writing it. And then all of a sudden parades went away, you know, gatherings went away. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, it's 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 the big things like Lollapalooza. It's the small things like which heralds do you go to? I think that we go out of our way to do you know, the big things that happened in Chicago and, and the very small things, you know, there was a reference to, uh, you know, the taste last season. And um, mm-hmm. I think that, the, you know, you know, God willing in a season four, you're going to see more sort of, you know, Chicago institutions getting the South Side treatment. Yeah. Sultan, what was it like filming at Lala? Because I'm just imagining sheer chaos. <laughs> um. <clears throat> It was controlled chaos. I think that's the best way to. Yeah, I was just about to say. I think it was controlled chaos. Actually, <laughs> controlled chaos. That's all. I mean, yeah. it was uh, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. It was extremely fulfilling, and I the favorite part was how all the people started recognizing cast, and then you had to like mm-hmm. make sure that they stayed away because they wanted to like get autographs and and talk to the to the cast. But at the same time, you're trying to work. So it, I would I would define it as controlled chaos. Let, let me throw something out there, too. Uh, shout out to the people who put on Lollapalooza because they didn't yep. have to say yes to That's us. right. But they did. And we and we appreciate it because without naming names, there were some other events that we wanted to. <laughs> there were some other That's events true. that we wanted to do something at. That's true. And That's true. Uh, they're not the international brands that Lollapalooza are. And we felt like, you know, sort of the same way that, um, you know, a show like Insecure put 
you know the the LA party kiss and grind on the map. We we wanted to put some you know some some locals on the map, and like they were a little bit a uh, little bit not feeling it. So I just yeah. want to say that look, we we are a show that always goes in with the best intentions, and we like it when right. people know that we're only trying to put a spotlight on the city. So Lollapalooza yeah. did not have to say yes, but Perry Farrell and Lollapalooza, thank you so much. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about the HBO Max series Southside with the folks behind it, Diallo Riddle and Bashir Salahuddin and Sultan Salahuddin, all co-creators and stars of the workplace comedy. So Bashir and Diallo, you're both professed sci-fi nerds, right? And and ahead of season three, you promised fans that we could expect that to to play a role in this season. There is. How did you do it? Mm Can you tease? We did it. We did it. Uh, yes, episode seven. Um, and we really. <laughs> you know, what's interesting Tell us exactly we, what's going to happen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> here, here come no the spoilers. Here come sure. the spoilers. Sure. No problem. Here you it's, go. it's a scene with, with Officer Goodnight and a, young, a troubled young man. And I said, <laughs> Jamal, you don't need to do that, brother. No, but I, I think ultimately, you know what it is? I, I'll say it this way Jamal. We, we always wanted to do science fiction stuff. And, you know, one of our shows that we model Southside after, Southside is actually modeled after The Simpsons. And the Simpsons take a lot of big swings and they do things that you don't expect. And so for us, we're like, oh, we want to do this sci-fi thing. Even last season, we had this pyramid. Oh, we want to do this crazy ending. We're like, oh, that, you know, we can't really do that. And then we said, well, who's telling us we can't do that? And then we realized we were telling ourselves we couldn't do it. Right. And then we're like, oh, well, we don't need permission from ourselves. Let's do it. This season, we actually have Simon and Kay (laughs) actually discover some pretty high tech I would say sort of like science fiction almost, science fantasy uh, super suits. And that's mm-hmm. all I'll say about it. And it's yeah. something that is totally unexpected. And yet it actually, at the core of it, is really a message, believe it or not, about what it's like when you grow up without anything. And how when you grow up without anything, it's hard to appreciate when you get something special because you're not used to it. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that's something that I've seen happen time and again with people who are, you know, on the lower end of the economic spectrum or the downtrodden. So it wasn't it wasn't just an opportunity for us to do some science fiction. It was also a larger point we were trying to make about like how when you come from a place without means, it actually affects your ability to even improve yourself. And so, you know, it really hit on a bunch of levels, but also it's really funny and silly. And the episode includes Southside Stalwart, one of our biggest uh people we love, Donnell Jones. Nice. He actually said yes. Jones. Incredible. Said, I, I could not believe he said yes. He said yes. He comes, he has fun with us. So I think that's episode seven. I think folks are going to be blown away. I love that. And I want to take a, a moment to, to get to know Sultan a little bit more. I know our audience has heard from Bashir and Diallo in the past, but Sultan, tell us about your background. How did you get started in the business? Well, I started out doing stand-up comedy, and then while Bashir and Diallo were busy writing shows and doing their thing in, in Hollywood, um, when we would all come home from Thanksgiving, we would sit around the table and crack jokes. Now, uh, a lot of Bashir tells you the short version, but the reality behind it is, is I had to tell him, he had to tell me to do something twice. In other words, the first year, I was like, oh, this will be a good show, man. We should do this. He was like, write something. I was like, uh, okay, went back to work. A whole another year comes around. I say the same thing. He goes, write something. And so we started collaborating in there. And that's how I moved from, you know, the regular job to the stand-up um, and working with these fine gentlemen and creating one of the one of the best things I could be part of. So that is exactly how I got started as it relates to that. So you're also one of the faces of this show. So I wonder if that comes with any added pressure to make sure you get things right. 
Absolutely. Uh, if you've, if for your audience, if you've never been number one on a show before or the the point person on the show, there's a lot of responsibility there. Yeah. And you and and you have to really really want it. You can't go in like you know how they say, be careful what you wish for. It's really important because there were moments, you know, throughout filming and production where they're they're trying and and they're tough and you have to suck it up and, and get through things and then it makes you question well, yo is this something i really want to do is well, am i am i good enough am i cut out for this and i think resoundingly yes i felt that i was because those questions came to mind but i was so excited and so energetic um i just i, I went head into it and I, I just let all my apprehensions just fall by the wayside and and just went all in and i think one of the other things that really was helpful is that i had a a lot of support from bashir diallo blighton um, and some of the other actors around me that really helped uh, bring it all home. So yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Diallo, what's your favorite thing about making Southside? Mm, great question. No, I don't know if anybody's ever actually asked that. Um, what is my favorite thing about doing Southside? Um, honestly, and this is with no clearing it through through the guys. I, I think for me personally, it's the it's the kind of stories that we get to tell on Southside. You know, we have a we have another show, uh, Sherman Showcase, which is sort of like wild and crazy and, you know, it's it's a lot more like a sketch show in the sense that like, you know, one second it's doing one thing, another second it's doing something completely different. But um what I love about Southside is because it's generally a certain set of characters, you get to know these characters really, really well. And after a while you get to put them in, you know, circumstances that go directly you know, usually directly against who they are as as people, and you get to sort of see them suffer through. I, I always say, as a writer, you have to be very cruel. Mm-hmm. You know, you really have to send some. You know, you have to send your character up the tree and then start throwing rocks at them. And uh, we've gotten to know these characters over the season so well that, for me, the most fun is knowing the character well enough to put them in a circumstance that you know is going to be uncomfortable for them. You get to see the actors sort of work through that, you know, in real time. And we, you know, look, we, we go into the, every scene with what we think is a great script. Yeah. But then after that, you know, when we're on set, you know, if, if something's not making us laugh as much as we thought it was going to, we're willing to experiment and try something completely different. Mm-hmm. And I think that that level of, ex, you know, experimentation paired with the, you know, amazing actors on the show, Bashir, Chandra, uh, Sultan, and, and the twins, you just get to, it's a very full meal. Yeah. Well, Bashir, leave us with this. I, I wonder your hope for the future of this show. I mean, pie in the sky, what would you love to include? Like, what else? You've already got all these amazing. For, for season four? Yeah. I mean, just for the future. <laughs> I have a wish list. I, mean, I bet on. you do. I mean, you just got Donnell Jones. I, yes. <laughs> Let's go. I want it to be more Chicago. I, I want to get deeper into. Uh, Chicago, we absolutely still want to go to the Bud Billiken Parade. I grew up going to that parade. Yep. And the Bud Billiken organizers were really nice to us. And like the Al said, yep. we all just woke up one day and everybody said, hey, by the way, parades, uh, forget about those. They don't happen no more. <laughs> we were like, oh, uh, okay. I uh, definitely want to explore more of Chicago's culinary scene. But specifically, yeah. Chicago has a great lounge scene. I think people look at Chicago as like, it's not necessarily specifically on the South Side clubby. It's right. more like on a Friday or a Saturday, you go to a lounge, you hang out, and even some people will go behind the museum in size and industry mm-hmm. in their motorcycles and cars mm-hmm. and kick it. And I think there's sort of like a late night outside kicking it vibe that I grew up with that I want to explore more. So really, 
it, it sort of goes to why we're doing Lollapalooza this season. It's why we went downtown this season. We really want to show all parts of Chicago. And I think in season four, we want to go even deeper with that. We'll leave it there. That's Bashir Salahuddin, Sultan Salahuddin, and Diallo Riddle. Season three of Southside premieres on HBO Max on Thursday. Thank you all for joining us. Great fun. Oh, thank thank you you so much for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. (laughs) It's my NPR In comes comes the deep voice. (laughs) Thank you for having us. I love it. Thank you for having us. 